0: Well, hello dearies. Thank you for joining our podcast today. Please do click that subscribe button and shoot us a text whenever you'd like at 702-466-1150. This message has been brought to you by the two crazy cat ladies. Now, feel free to pet your pussies while you enjoy this podcast.
1: I'm Jay. I'm Adrian, And together we are the That's Two crazy, crazy Cat, cat Ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna cut you.
0: I think I just peed. Buckle up. We're back in the closet.
1: Welcome to episode number 0039 of Back in the Closet with the two crazy cat ladies. We are um, sitting in our closet. It's actually fairly warm in here uh, today. so That's an understatement. Um, the, we're sweating and drinking wine. And what are you drinking today?
0: Uh, you know, I'm drinking a little vodka soda.
1: Vodka, vodka soda, okay.
0: A little vodka So she's soda. going
1: for the hard liquor. I'm going for the wine. I'm pouring um, it very
0: light though because.
1: Yeah, well, I obviously didn't. I didn't actually mean to over pour the way that I did, but I over poured a little bit. You have bit. a large
0: glass, so going um,
1: on. so this may just last into into the next. Um, Event that we have on Sundays because we have so many events on Sundays. But guys, today we're super excited to be talking
0: about cat food. Yes, this is a foundational topic, and I know that for a lot of people, it's like the bane of their existence, right? Like
1: yes, and controversial when it comes into the medical field, right? Conventional, conventional into the into the uh, conventional uh, veterinarian field. Um, cat food is a, is, a, is a hot topic, and it's a... Um, it is a
0: hot topic. And it's
1: also, you know, just uh, just something that we feel after 15 years, um, in we're the almost 16 now, um, years in the pet health industry, the things that we have learned, the stuff and things that everybody should know when it comes to the foods that we're feeding our cats... We have to get out there, and I know we say it in bits and pieces everywhere, and we can lead you to other resources, and we always yeah, but do. But when it comes down to it, we've got to talk about it. It's just one of our favorite topics because it it's so important. It's so so important, guys. That's Cat food matters. It matters. It matters. It matter. Food matters, right? We know that food matters to us as humans. Um, dog parents know that the food that they feed their dogs matter to their dogs, their longevity of life, their overall health and well-being, and there is no difference when it comes, it comes to our to cats. Our this is the thing, and the though. The power of food.
0: Food was such a is food is a sensitive topic to me because I have had to really, I've really struggled with it for a number of reasons. Number one, we had some kibble addicts in our family, and I, it was very difficult to transition. There's just no. Easy way around it for some kitties, and number two, y'all, is that there's just no getting past the convenience factor when it comes to kibble.
1: Yeah, none. Yeah. And we're not just going to talk about kibble hard today.
0: Hard. Here's the thing: we're not sometimes.
1: just going to talk about kibbles. Um, I want to talk about. Uh, I want to. I want to touch on every realm of the different layers okay. when it comes to when wow. it comes to our cat food. So can I touch so real I quick st- on the
0: real quick what you were talking about with, with dogs? Um, that awesome study that was done that talked about. Uh, only thirteen percent of dog parents do not offer a diversified diet to their dogs. Meaning, meaning they add in fresh foods, they add in different proteins. Or
1: different brands different or brands. different different, you know, they only go only
0: thirteen percent of dog parents do not do that. Do not have
1: parents. Meat and eat. What that means if you're doing the math, ninety
0: no, no, 13%,
1: 80, 87%. 87% of dog parents offer their dogs a diverse diet. They offer their dogs other types of food, not the same food, every day for the rest of their lives.
0: Now, we know that there are many of us, especially in this community, that do offer a diverse diet to our cats. But in this particular study, understanding that there are 94 million cats in the United States just alone, cats didn't even register on the study at all, meaning not a single cat parent that they did in the study, and it was a robust uh, test group. Right. None of them offered a diverse uh, a diverse diet to their cats. So it just, to me, it just, it, it is, it's so exciting, y'all, because, A, we already see the change that is happening just in this small community and the change that it makes to our kitties' lives, but it also really exemplifies how much more can be done to really help all cats everywhere.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because so, food is so founding. we we the have show. to. W- basically, what to. we're saying is, we got to get with the show. We got to get with the program. Guys, get with the program. Right? We got to the show. Of the show, like we got to get on the program. We got to get in that study. Get, get, right. Get get, get,
0: get like, in the game, y'all. Get in
1: the game when it comes to our cats. Now. There are, when it comes to actually, I just want to start by saying that um, why I'm like currently very super passionate about this is because a couple weeks ago we posted um, a question. It was like a QA and it was like, um, Do you believe that kibble helps the teeth of your cats? Yeah. And you helps know, clean their helps teeth. clean their teeth. Does kibble, a, a dry food diet, help clean your cat's teeth? And the question was, because um, Actually, many conventional veterinarians are taught this and they believe this and they teach that to their clients, clients. right? So, the cat parents, those of us, are like, oh, I should be feeding a dry food because it is going to help my cat's dental health. And
0: then... And well, to that point, though, about education and just understanding just, you know, the trickle-down or regurgitated knowledge that people have, Becky asks, so does that mean that cat parents, because this study showed that there was not a diverse diet offered to cats at all in this study, so does that mean that cat parents are less educated when it comes to food slash health? And I think
1: and, 100%, and that's specifically going so that back to last that, week...
0: The study showed one, that cat owners in general... Are more educated. Are more educated than dog parents. So it's really a, a matter of just connecting the dots. It's right. Well,
1: this is what I'm saying. So last. So last week in our podcast, we talked about many of the reasons why we um, felt so passionate about starting our company. Right. And and why we took the the the. Um, Route of let's not st- sell products. Let's start selling passion. Let's start selling information. Let's start telling people sharing what sharing yeah. what we what we've learned along our journey is be it, one of those reasons is simply because there is a lack of information. If you guys you guys do a search, just do any kind of search on nutritional information for pets, and you will find a slew a <laughs> shlew. Shlew. I love how
0: you love that word oh, so much. I know. It's it's actually I do not spell it.
1: Slew. A
0: but you know what it means. Yeah, and that's you know it's it just
1: a lot. Like that's you'll good. find a you lot, You use it in lot, the right
0: context. That's good. Thanks. No problem.
1: Thanks, man. So you'll find a lot of information when it comes to dogs and dog health, and they call dogs pets. And they there's usually when you click on these links, you'll find like a lot of information on dogs, and it'll talk about dogs specifically. Dogs, 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 dogs. You won't find anything on cats, and you're like, does that even pertain to my cats? I don't know. Right. And and that's and that's the thing that they the likely a likely reason that 87% of dog parents feed their dogs more than just one food every day this for the same meal every day all the time is because there's a lot of information out there, and that's what we want to be a part of. Is this movement to get information out to cat parents too? And guys, a lot of it is the same fucking information. Oh,
0: lady, it's
1: the same information. There's some
0: basics, and that's there's... why food is such an important topic, exciting topic for us. Because no matter what is going on uh, in in your cat's world, food is going to be a basic a foundational thing yes. and there's some that you know it, you were talking about just what we've learned in the last 15 16 years it so many things come back to food you guys it's such an important topic and i think that it's just time to take the bull by the damn horns and watch your language i said damn i didn't say the f word hey guys jay
1: here with the two crazy cat ladies we recently realized that many of our podcast listeners don't know that we also have a website where we offer a full line of nutritional products made specifically to help treat and prevent feline ailments. If your kitty's dealing with a health issue, or if you're just looking to prevent health issues, check out our website at twocrazycatladies.com. crazycatladiescom That's T-W-O, crazycatladies.com, and reach out to us if you have any questions. Now back to the podcast.
0: Wow, Judgy Judgerton. I think that it's so exciting to, um, and so many of you guys here have done this, right? You've just taken that leap and you've gone through the transition. Dr. Karen Becker talks about what an incredible age young it is to, for young cats because cats can have a very addictive personality when it comes to foods how important it is to diversify their diet right from the start the minute they start eating solids it's so important to give them that diversity a, a species-appropriate diet a different proteins different textures all that jazz yeah and how it can be more difficult once they get older but then shared her own testimony of how just recently it. two 14 year old kitties that she was able to transition off of a terrible kibble diet to a species-appropriate diet right but it took nine months. Yeah. So it's just something that we've got to just grab the bull by the horns. Wherever we're at, it's never too late. And there's food can always make a big difference.
1: Did, real quick, did anybody and, else just get a picture in their mind of Adrian with a bull and grabbing them, grabbing, the, grabbing, grabbing horns. the horns, and then being thrown up in the air? Like, have you ever? Yeah. Anyway, I think probably a lot of you guys did. So... I want to start by saying that this came from a post that we posted about dental um, dental care for cats by eating kibble, how it's basically cleaning their teeth, and then um, we got a pushback from a beautiful, lovely, amazing friend and conventional veterinarian that we have a we have a agreed to disagree. Relationship
0: on um, this topic specifically. On,
1: on, on when it comes to food, mm-hmm. is basically the only one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to food, um, because you know, veter- our veterinarians are taught that um, they are actually taught by. The big billion-dollar pet food industry, right? And unfortunately, often because there's so little resources out there for cat parents, we are also taught that. Whether it's regurgitated by our veterinarian or it's taught to us by a commercial that we're seeing on television because these multi-billion-dollar, the multi-billion-dollar pet food industry have a lot of money, they actually spend the majority of their money in marketing and not the, and the ingredients and, and, and research. I use air always important, for that.
0: Right, but it's always um, important to know the source. I think that, you know, a lot of people, especially conventional veter- veterinarians, will say, hey, the research shows this, right. this, and this. And, right. and we my, get
1: the and, and this is the pushback. I want to know who paid for the this research. Is the, this is the pushback we got, right? So, um, and, and in fact, I reached out to the pet health community, many of them with uh, pet nutrition degrees, many of them. Um, veterinarians and they all came back to us with um, all the skewed research too and when you read the research and I was reading through and I was like what this does say that kibble helps cat's teeth this I and I'm reading through you know it's kind of like for the the average person
0: The hypothesis is because it's just a difficult read
1: because it helps
0: to knock off tartar because it is crunchy it helps to knock off tartar
1: Right but 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 when you when you get down to the end of that of, of these studies, it has to say who it's sponsored by, and they're sponsored by IMS. they're sponsored by Hills. they're Smuckers. sponsored by the billion dollar Nestle. pet food industry. So just like politics right now, guys, we were talking yesterday about how, you know, when
0: you're You're
1: you're trying to look for like, oh, I want to know the real things, when you're looking for what you want to find, you'll find it. It's everywhere. Yeah. Everybody else has created something that is going to align with your, what you want to know, not necessarily what you want to, not necessarily what is the best for your pet, right? So, calming okay? down from that.
0: Wow, yeah. Um, Take a deep breath.
1: So, the... the our next you know our next and, and actually what everybody in the, in the pet health world um, was was talking about is and, and still does talk about, which is why I wrote a blog on it this week is about common sense. When it comes to feeding our cats guys, we've got to tap in to a little bit of common sense, right? So the billion dollar pet food industry tells us, teaches us, teaches our veterinarians that one diet, in fact, one of our, 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 our beautiful friends and um, co-workers here um, was told this week that her cat needs to be on this prescription diet for the rest of his life. He's two years old. For the rest of his life, he needs to be on this prescription diet. Um, and. And they they teach us this right. The, the billion dollar pet food industry teaches our veterinarians. Our veterinarians teach us because that's what they think is correct. It's not that they it's not that they have some lack of lack of. Uh, it's not that it's not that they're trying to hurt your pet your cat. It's that they have a lack of knowledge when it comes to nutrition for our cats. And unfortunately, because of that skewed science, they're they're unable to use common sense sometimes. I mean, I'm just going to throw that out there. I feel like they're unable to use common sense because they're only looking at science. So it's like, oh, well, for sure, we should definitely feed our cats the same diet that's full of carbohydrates, full of fillers, full of 3rd 3D and 4D meats, which means diseased, dying, def- di- not de- what is it? Diseased, dying, um... Uh, decaying Decaying And something else Or maybe it's decomposing I can't Decomposing remember. Meats Basically the meat That The meat As obligate carnivores Which our felines are We're feeding them In these big commercial diets The meat That um, Is not fit for human consumption Right well, So I, what we As What we as humans In the In the meat market When you go to your grocery store All of that has to be Human grade meat Right Or they you can't sell it right cool. you can't sell it to humans right. but that leftover meat that all that stuff of the dead cows and the dead chickens or the u- disease how chicken,
0: do we utilize the waste
1: how do we utilize the waste right and
0: i want to i want to uh point we out give to our for cats. people on our podcast might be asking this question as well becky asked but can't there be successful billion dollar pet food companies that do good for our cats are they all bad? And that is a great question. I think someone else uh, I mentioned earlier one day, that but some, something like science diet started out with the best of intentions. Oh, for sure. And then this is why we're so uh, adamant about m- maintaining knowledge of the source of our foods. Because, for example, I I'm I can cry easy, and blue buffalo commercials kill me. The whole. Love them like family, feed them like I cry family. For a totally. Different I reason. want to feed blue buffalo so bad. And then, But that's what I'm saying. When you recognize and it's not that they have for
1: a different reason. It's not
0: that they have nefarious intentions. And when you look into their websites and it's not that it's nefarious. It is literally an industry that has been monetized to utilize the waste from human consumption in a way that does not benefit the overall health of our pets. And that is why a film like Pet Fooled is foundational to understanding how this industry kind of works. And being more inform- informed to make common sense, decision. common sense decisions. So it's not that I feel like they're all bad; it's that they're not doing all good for our pets. It wasn't it wasn't that long ago that I mean, the question is, why would you feed your cat anything other than cat food? And we all know what that means, right? The stinky little bag you open up with the kernels or the of the little different can or kind the, of whatever, right? It's cat food. That's what you give a cat. Not yep. recognizing the biological n- nutritional requirements for our cats right. are way different than that generalized cat food. Yep. That-
1: so let's jump into let's jump into just a few of um, of the when it comes to ingredients, right? So our cats are obligate carnivores. What that means is that they require animal protein the majority of their diet should be animal protein in order to survive right by obligate that means like um, and i think they said this on pet fold i can't remember it was it was dr becker somewhere um, but like a worm <clears throat> is uh, is obligated to eat dirt right soil is that
0: what I, it i can't remember it's like the nutrients in it. like you cannot yeah. give a worm
1: a piece of meat
0: a you piece cannot of meat give an herbivore
1: um that that um you can't you can't give an an herbivore a big piece of a big chunk of meat and that's what you feed them and expect them to to survive to survive they have to have they have to have those herbs in order to survive they can't eat the opposite of what they're meant their bodies are meant to eat so um when it comes to our cats it's no different they're obligate carnivores we need to have meat when you're looking at the ingredients in your food and the, in the cat food that you're feeding and the first few ingredients in, contain corn cornstarch wheat gluten wheat sa- rice potatoes peas like guys. like when when this is what we're looking at when we read our, our cat food ingredients and God I hope everybody reads the ingredients I, in their I sure didn't we, for the
0: first ten years we being didn't, a cop parent. We
1: didn't. Let's I, say. that. I read the
0: I read the nice little
1: The picture on the front.
0: Picture on the front. is not regulated, the by pretty the pretty pictures, yeah.
1: Um are, are very, very little regulated. They can have blueberries on the on the
0: even the, if there's less than one percent of blueberries in even the if
1: it's the very last ingredient, which means rest. they took that huge forty pound bag and put a half a blueberry in there. Well, Quink! and, to, and do, then they're like, there's blueberries in this. Right, but
0: when you look diet. at the bag, you think, oh my God, right? So we should all be reading our, our ingredient list. And to Catherine's point here live on YouTube, she's talking about, it's like with human beings, eating McDonald's every day, it, sure, we're gonna survive, <laughs> but are we, going to new, are we going to have the, are we gonna be healthier? Go watch Super Size Me and see what that does to the body right. in just one month of doing it. So the bottom bottom line is that our cats and our dogs have a, uh, the ability to be able to scavenge when needed. Yeah. So they can actually tolerate an incredible amount of nutritional abuse.
1: Yes. Nutritional abuse is absolutely a thing that we unknowingly as cat parents, and we did for so many years. Um, In fact, we never switched up the diet. For our cats, like when we learned about pet food ingredients and where they came from, we went to the best of the best kibble. Effort. Because it was also very convenient, and we didn't know that it was bad, so we went to the best but of the best kibble.
0: We would spend seventy five dollars in a bag and be like, "Well, we should maybe try the, the this formula to switch it up a little bit." They didn't like it, so, so we went back, back. Never mind. And we
1: fed the same thing over and over every meal every day. You was it was ours was free fed. So and we wondered how convenient. Cats are, you know, we could go out of town. It was like, we don't need just like, open the toilet, fill up the, put it out, extra fill water. Fill the sink. We can go out of town for a couple days because all we got to do is leave, leave out enough food.
0: Tupperware full of kibble all over the house.
1: In plastic containers and, Come. which is just being, full, uh. like, being ridden, rancid with bacteria. And then... And then um, also being exposed to oxygen for so long that it's just going rancid, and we didn't we didn't we know, think about and it. we didn't and we didn't we didn't know. So right. that's what we did, and that's why it's so important that we let people know that we start to teach people, and that's why our motto is learn, share, and grow. Right? Because right. because we learned that we learned the hard way, and now we want to share that information with you guys so you guys can also learn these lessons and make well, changes as needed. But here's but, a common
0: sense question. How many cats do you know of? How many cats have you had? How many cats are you aware of that have actually died of old age?
1: Yeah.
0: Instead of diabetes, kidney disease, hyperthyroidism, IBD, uh, uh, diabetes, these these are the diseases we know as humans, these are the diseases caused by overly processed, non-nutritious food. And yet we're thinking that feeding this cat food, kibble or processed canned food. Right, or
1: even going back to dental disease, like uh, here's the thing, and this is what I'm saying when it comes to common sense. The the studies are showing that kibble actually helps the teeth of our cats. That's what the studies show. That's what the scientific studies are showing. However,
0: on the our podcast, cats just so you know, that was air quotes. That air was her vo- yeah. That was her voice for air
1: the, quotes. Su- the skewed studies. However, if you look at the history of how long our cats have been eating um, kibble processed foods,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, it's not it's, it's not actually as long as, as it, it, what it is with dogs. Right. But since they've been eating kibble diets, the majority, the overwhelming majority, I would say, I would venture to say, I put money on it. It's at least 99%. It might be more when it comes to cat parents feeding their cats a dry food only diet. So, however, when you look at the studies of how many cats deal with dental disease, how much dental disease is an epidemic, how much diabetes is an epidemic, how many cats in their older ages die of kidney disease, all of this... Yeah. And we're not, and, we're, and the common and we're sense, if the common the sense dots. isn't connecting it to isn't connecting it to the food, but 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 the kibble, the dry food, f- cleans the teeth. It's just just so happens because of the genetic disposition of our cats that they end up with because, because they all came from the same place, right? And it's just the genetic disposition of our cats that they now deal with dental disease in and and, and an epidemic yeah. number.
0: Dana here on, on YouTube just said, that's like saying, you know, that kibble cleans the teeth. Dana said that's like saying that hard candies are great for our teeth. Right, and it's, we know
1: that it's not. It's we know that it's not. Rem- and when it comes specifically to to the teeth or any of these other things, again, going back to the obligate carnivore, our cats are not designed to eat potatoes in the wild, right? If they are left on their own, they're going to try to find a mouse, they're going to try to find a rabbit, a squirrel, a bird, they're going to hunt their prey and they are going to eat a um a, a carnivore or a carnivore diet, right? They're going to eat the meat. That is what their bodies the need. That's the what they go for. They're not like, "Oh, well, there's a bird." I could get it, but this potato is a lot easier, and it's kind of growing in the ground. I'm just gonna dig it up and eat it. Right. No, because their bodies tell them that that's not what they need. So, so, and this is carbs, right? These are carbs: these potatoes, this corn, this soy, this uh, all these starches and carbs, which convert into sugar in the body,
0: are supposed to help cause inflammation. Uh, are supposed
1: to help the dental health or the kidneys, um, this is, it's just, it's not a Well, this is a great point. Approach.
0: Marilyn said, hi Marilyn, I love you so much. She said, we pretty pictures on the front of bags are so important, rolling my eyes to the back of my head. I think that that's something that every cat parent should just put in their head, yep. is when you see something that's like, oh my God, I want that for my kitty, that looks so good. Take that, there is a really good chance. The prettier the pictures are in front, the glossier that bag is, the more money they've put into marketing and not into those ingredients. So flip that bitch over, read that ingredient panel, and see how many of those ingredients that are so prettily pictured on the front actually show up in that. And I love Rodney Habib for saying this. If you ever just want to know where the majority of your ingredients are in a pet food, any pet food, is go find salt. Yeah. In the ingredient list. The salt divide. The salt, it's called, called the salt divide. Anything after salt is less than 1% of any serving Due in that bag. Due to AFCO
1: guidelines, so here right. in America.
0: But allowed to be put as the pretty picture on the front Correct. of the bag. Correct. It's really outrageous. So they're not getting any kind of nutrition. Understand that it's a less than 1% scheme. is not going to give them any new kind of nutritional value. And that is where you'll find the blueberries or the antioxidants or the things that they i to like to. to I'd
1: like to also give you guys another tip if you don't know this. So, and I learned this because my dad used to work in a, in a pet food manufacturing plant, a which is called rendering a rendering plant. plant, where they take all the trash, the roadkill, the disease-dying animals, and they put them into the, into the uh, big you machinery. you ever wonder where
0: horses, cows, goats, any of these agricultural animals that die of disease or mm-hmm. they find decaying in their farmyards... Or when they say meat, like meat
1: byproducts, like, oh, that could be a raccoon from the side of the road, just so you know. Um, And it was. And that's why my dad stunk so bad. And that's why I had to move out of the house at age 17 for a short amount of time until he quit his job so that I would move back in. Truth. True True story. story. True story. Um, However, um, and I didn't actually care about, like, I didn't even think about pets at that time. I just couldn't stand the smell of what he was of the job of what he was doing, and my mom was hosing him off before he came in. Now this is how gross pet food is, um, but I do want to say so. Here's another thing that you that many people many pet parents don't know. So we always say you want to see you want to see meat as the first ingredient, right? You always hear that you want to see meat as the first ingredient the thing is is that you don't want to see meat just as the first ingredient but the second ingredient the third ingredient the fourth ingredient that's true the fifth ingredient is what you want to see because this is how it works little tidbit of information they take a chicken and this is per fda guidelines this is how it is allowed to to be they weigh it, right? So it's F-card it's all guidelines. so so the ingredients in in any pet food label has to be has to be um,
0: in order in, in of, order
1: of weight of the product, right? Which is why we're saying after one percent with that salt, and you have that little blueberry down there, it's actually nothing in those, there.
0: Uh, yeah, Becky asks, so cats can eat blueberries? There are antioxidant properties within blueberries that people add to their. Add to the pet food. Yeah, but
1: I mean, a half a blueberry is going to do nothing for your cat. It doesn't matter anyway. Everything's been cooked out. But in I wouldn't a freak out if food. my
0: cat ate a blueberry.
1: No, but everything's been processed, processed out right. in a. It's been it's it's void of any antioxidants or any live nutrition. Live nutrition once it's been cooked, and that's the and that's the key here because we take we take chicken as the first ingredient, but rice is the second ingredient.
0: This is this is how they get away with it.
1: This is how they get away with it because they weigh it when it's wet when it's just been brought in because off the street off the road off the from the the farm whatever it is they weigh it then and that's the weight that's how they can put it as the first ingredient but once they put it in the food and they cook it <coughs> to over 400 degrees or over 180 even but but over or 18 118 but once they but they don't they cook it to 400 well, degrees because they have to kill all of that all they, the have to, they have to do their best to kill all of those pathogens It's coming from the dead, horrible meat that they're putting into the foods. Once they cook it to that certain degree, now that chicken that was supposed that can be listed as the first is actually way down here on well the list because it's lost all of its uh, it's lost all of its moisture, right? Because every body is made of mainly moisture. So once we cook it, we basically dehydrate it. And now that chicken is like what like it's it, it's not even existing. It's almost not existing. In the the cat food that we're feeding, but that yeah. rice isn't really changed when it's cooked up to 200 degrees or 400 degrees, it's not really changing. So another... now your cat is actually eating more rice, more potatoes, more cornstarch. Then they're actually eating chicken, even al- though chicken is the first ingredient. They're the allowed cows. to list it,
0: right. Which is why, like Jay said, just to go back to that circle back, is that I didn't know you were gonna get so ramped about this. It's I was so excited food. when we were talking about You know to, I
1: get ramped I about I know, food. but
0: it, it's really an exciting topic, regardless of Jay's blood pressure right now. It really <laughs> is, uh, that you want to see a reminder. We want to see real meats, not byproducts, not meals listed as the first three, four, five ingredients in any food that we feed our kitties, any processed food. Yeah. Which is why we're such huge fans of uh, species-appropriate diets. But here, my other second, my, my, um, which is why we're it, fans of,
1: it. no, but what we are fans, it's not which is why we're fans of, but we are huge fans of species-appropriate diet, and by species-appropriate, we mean appropriate for the species. So an obligate carnivore should be eating fresh awesome meat, the lizard. They should be eating fresh fresh meat, that bird, that mouse. Our cats' bodies know what they need, and we t- teach them as domesticated cats what food is. So if we are feeding our cats a highly processed, very dry diet, um, a, 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 even... I- even wet food. I'm sorry. I, I know it's it's better than dry food all day every day, but it's got the, because it's got the moisture in it, and they need that. But look at the ingredients. Look at how that is going to help our 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 bodies, right? So, for instance, I'm just going to give this. Oh and when it comes to when it comes to pinky, when it comes to wet food, the wet foods that we feed, and the um and and fresh food, right? So to me, it would be um. Or, or processed food, like um, uh, wet food is still processed, but let's talk about dry food versus wet food. So a dry food diet is going to be void of so many ingredients and very high in starch and car. It has and to no be. live It has nutrients. to be because they can't hold it into a little piece of kibble unless it has a high amount of carbohydrates. No live nutrients. No live nutrients, At right? All. None. And then, but we go to a, a wet food diet, also no live in, uh, nutrients, but... Um, but they are um, maybe, m- maybe better ingredients. Maybe, um...
0: We, we, we at least have the moisture then.
1: I just lost it. Fuck. Um,
0: second time.
1: Um, I'll put this as explicit. Um, I, uh, no, wait, 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 wait. I was right there. Okay, so, um, so, so going back to McDonald's, talking about McDonald's or talking about something that is, um, you know, so highly processed... I got it. Something that's so highly processed and we know is not good for us, but we're going to eat it anyway. That's what we can, um, that's what we're potato chips, right? Like let's eat potato chips for the rest of our lives. That's what we can call a dry food diet in my, in my opinion, but we might go to a a good quality wet food. And to me, what that is, is the bags of broccoli that we eat in the freezer, still Mm -hmm. processed, it's broccoli, lost a lot of their but it's not fresh broccoli, Right. but it's 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 lost a lot of ingredients. Uh, it's got a lot of preservatives in there. Far more we're still nutrient to,
0: deficient than something you pick right out of the garden and correct, eat. Correct, right.
1: correct. So we're looking at like a wet food versus a dry food. We, we I mean, we know that, you know, I was like, oh, oh it's so healthy. Let's eat some, Let's some, eat some frozen broccoli. broccoli. And it's delicious. One of my favorite foods. I get it. I mean, all, fresh broccoli is better, but... If I'm in a if I'm in a pinch, I throw in broccoli frozen in broccoli bag. to anything. right. It's been frozen, heated up, up, and it's eat it as is.
0: Right. I want to. I want to. On your point, though, when we were just talking about rendering plans and the uh, the kinds of food, if you've ever wondered where pet food comes from, y'all. If you have not yet watched Pet Fooled, please take it upon yourself as a responsible cat parent to watch it because that's exactly what we're talking about when we're talking about Jay's dad working at uh, Griffin's. Back in the day, which is a rendering plant that provided a lot of food to uh, Purina, so here is pedigree, pedigree Anuba, yeah. And Becky, Becky here wants to know how many cease and desist letters do you guys get from these big cat food uh, brands? LOL, uh, not a lot yet. I and we only think had one, and
1: it was unfortunately from a fresh food company. But yeah, that's beside the
0: point. But here's what I'm saying: when we think about the quality of food and the fact that why would we feed anything other than cat food, and people thinking. That kibble is safer, as I did. Kibble is safer than feeding our cats a species-appropriate raw meat diet. I was so scared of raw meat. I want you guys to ask the common, the common sense question and do the research yourself. How many fresh foods, species-appropriate fresh food recalls have there been? And how many kibbles, kibble foods, have been recalled and then when you look at what yep. goes into the kibble foods you will understand why we have so many recalls for that and if you're uh, i would even look up rendering facilities near me do that then go to check out their little satellite imagery on google earth and have a look at their bloody parking lots just be real about it yeah i'm telling you it is one of these things where when we Once we know better, we do better. Right. But the transition for me from kibble to wet food was hard because the babies wanted kibble and I wanted to give them kibble. And then from wet food to raw, and even we were still feeding some kibble at that time, from uh, wet and kibble <laughs> to raw was scary for me, even though I logically understood that this was more, uh, this is what... Our cat's biologically, nutritionally required. It was still hard and scary to meet his transition. This is why it's so important for us to um, to ask those common sense questions, to do that common sense research, to look at the truth that is out there for all of us to find. And it really helps motivate through transitioning to making better decisions. To, and I'll even say this: you know, we shared last week, so it's not a big secret. We went through bankruptcy. We understand what it is to. Uh, you know split that nickel at the end of the month and ruck and recognize where do we put our priorities and um and yeah it's not always going to be the best we always do our best forget the rest of what we can but it's certainly going to inform better decisions and it's going to eliminate a lot of bad decisions that we would have formerly made had we not known better because once we know better
1: we we do do better better. yeah and 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 it's uh, so so
0: is Pet Food on Netflix? Sorry. No,
1: it's not anymore. It was, but Google now it. it's on Prime. Ah, thank you. Prime, um, but um, but it's a it's a great film because the 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 maker the filmmaker of mm. Pet Fooled and that's F O O L E D. So instead of Pet Food, it's Pet Fooled because we're being fooled by Don't the pet be food pet industry. Fooled. Um, he actually has zero pets. Uh-uh. Had no pets whatsoever. Heard about this? Is a documentary uh, filmmaker. <laughs> And um, spent five over five years, almost six years, almost six years um, diving deep into what is actually going on in the pet food industry. And he's still doing it to this day. He's coming out with a second yeah. one probably a couple of years. He's the he, one that
0: gets all the cease and desist letters. Yeah, they are mad at him. Oh, they are him. mad at him.
1: Um, but he he spends he spends um, he spent all of his time coming up with. Wh- Real information, he didn't care. And we, we've talked to him, he stayed here at our house, like, we've had sleepover parties. He, <laughs> we sure didn't. after Pajama he came out buddies. with this, we were like, Who are you? Let's hang out. We need and to, yeah. And he is um, he he spent all of his time just trying to get to the truth, and that's what his goal was, right? Cole Harrington. He just wanted to get to the truth, find out what it is that's actually going on, because he um, he he realizes that you know a lot of people that think that everything's just oh conspiracy theory. I don't really need to worry about that. That just sounds like a conspiracy theory. There's a lot of shit that goes on that's not a conspiracy theory. It's actually a money driven. Um, uh, industry that doesn't really care about what's really going in right. they have very minimal guidelines to meet and they could do that in the cheapest way to make the biggest profit but let's and that's the pet food not industry
0: just blame the people that take advantage of the fact, and here's where the root of the issue is to me. Okay, the fact that we live in a society where people have a five-second attention span, mm-hmm. and they are very happy, whatever it is. It's like what is that um, thing? It's like farts. We all like our our own brand, don't we? Right? (laughs) Like, people always find... The smell of
1: our own brand.
0: Right. But politics is like that. Pet food is like that. We all like our own brand, don't we? You know? Whatever we feel comfortable with, whatever we want to know is what we find. Yeah. And I think that this is where... This community is already being a change maker for their for their cats in this way. Yeah, this isn't about regurgitating something that we found on a five second clip on the six o'clock news because someone did get a cease and desist letter and they gave all the airtime to Purina because they would never want to do anything that would harm. How dare they? That's what we hear. That's what we. Not to mention the fact that right after that anchor is done talking, here comes an awesome Purina commercial that keeps that anchor on the air. Are we so blind that we cannot see past the common sense? So it's up to us. These people that are taking advantage of.
1: Cannot use our common sense. These people that are
0: taking advantage of the fact that they can make billions of dollars by just saying something are actually taking advantage of the fact that we as a society. Have a five second attention span and are too busy to do any Which digging. Which is why they can ourselves. take advantage of us. But it's our responsibility. If Correct. we were not yep. damn lemmings there would not be this opportunistic exploitation.
1: Oh, 100%. Yeah, if we didn't watch the In news, if everybody wasn't tied to the news, the negative news, then the news would go under or they would do something different. Same goes with the pet food industry. If we didn't just continue to buy into their marketing schemes, if we understood more about what our cats actually need, if we didn't buy their foods, they would have to succumb to a better food. Better ingredients. They would have to rise to a higher standard. They have to, yeah. That's
0: why I think that even, we're, this is off topic, but I think that we have and so I many more. And then
1: slowly, uh, like a lot of them. It's happening. A lot of them you are. You see
0: them now. Now they have raw Kibble. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> right? They're trying to cater to, uh, to the no. That's another marketing market. scheme. but they're trying to cater to marketing trends.
1: Oxymoron. They're
0: trying to cater to marketing trends, where like we started this whole. I know we're getting way off topic and we're uh, basically out of time. We're not out of time. But we were talking about how dog parents, eighty-seven percent of dog parents offer their dogs a diverse diet. Every single kibble company out there understands they've got to be able to produce what the, what the market wants. Right. So they. that's why we have such clever marketing going on. To Heather's point here, and I'm just going to say this because I want to be clear about this. Uh, Heather just asked, did Adrian just compare politics to farts? And yes, yes, I did.
1: For sure. We,
0: we all For like. For sure. What is, the, what is the movie that that's from? I have no idea. Mike Myers. He's like, we all like our own brand, don't we? Oh,
1: that, no, that was from Sketch or sh- Screech or sh- no. Sketch. yeah. I see Mike Myers was, in my mind. I know, but he the was big, the voice. fat, farty he was guy. the voice of the donkey.
0: Nope, that's that's, that's Shrek.
1: Shrek, that, that's it. It I was don't Shrek. Think so. no, we all like I think the smell so. of our own brand. Yeah, it was Shrek. I don't know. We'll you guys can it set us we'll straight look on that. You look it up. Tell well, us. Let us yeah. know. Just Leave just a comment. Subscribe to our podcast, guys. Austin Powers.
0: Thank you. It's Austin Powers. Oh, Not Shrek. Mike Myers was a Mike Myers was in Shrek, but it's the it's it's Mike Myers in Austin Powers as the fat guy who's like we all like it old. He's in his towel. Oh yeah, we yeah, all yeah, like yeah. It all. yes, you're Don't correct. Me.
1: Yeah, all yep. to say
0: yep. that we all look for many of us find what we want to find and. I really feel like that's the way it is with pet food. If I'm feeding something, and I think I'm going to feel we, defensive.
1: Well, but here's what we need to do as cat parents closing up. I feel like we, um, we personally need to do what, do more research. And I would say this in politics too: do more research. Not don't just look <laughs> for what you want to find. Target. Look for what might be. Actually, yeah. look on both sides, right? And we do this. We have continued to do this. We always do this. I read. It's not so just about many, pet food for so us. So much science. Know your source. On, I want to know. Like, no, I want to know. Um, this veterinarian was sending me um, tons of uh, links, and I was like, want to know? Got to know. Want to read this research? Got to read this research. Find out where where it came from. Who sourced it? Who sponsored it? I want to know. Does it actually? I mean, my common sense tells me no kibble doesn't help at at eating feeding my cat a bunch of sugar is not going to help their teeth but but i want to know what research i want to know what research so i read a bunch of research and then and then we go over to the very limited amount of research that's done and i can say only this research over here that has been done and it is sponsored by the multi-billion dollar pet food industry to me doesn't does it mesh with my common sense? With my common sense, so I want to know what's really going on. Right. I want to know what's really going on. Well,
0: and let's and let's and let's uh, and, wrap and it up on this note. Is that I think it's so important because this is something that I struggled with. You put a fifteen-page research paper in front of me, and, and I'm going to feel. <laughs> no, I don't necessarily feel like I'm understanding everything. Okay. I get some of the basics, right? Like I know that you're you're a big bigger research junkie than I am, but I think that when it comes to our cat's it's food, so really hard to read. this is a, a great reminder for all of us to feel empowered as cat parents to do that research, to spend that extra time, and to feel to be reminded that we are our cat's Best. only advocate. Sometimes. And while it is so important for us to have a veterinarian that we can communicate with, it's really important for us to have different um, resources available. We had that great interview with Pam Roussel today. There are different medicines out there. There's homeopathy. There's different modalities that can be so helpful. It's not just all in some conventional medicine box. Right. We, It's, a, it's our responsibility to take more than five minutes to yep. stretch past that five second attention span that so many of us have to do that and feel empowered to make better Common sense decisions on behalf
1: of our cats, of our kitties. Yeah. Y'all? So with that, guys, um, sorry it was kind of a ramble, but it we did was. like we we, we kind of covered a little bit and a lot and maybe and, they, they and mean, I, I don't know, maybe they, but we, 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 we went on for forty six minutes, so we need to close up because um, we again, with that attention span when it comes to when it comes to uh, listening to podcasts. So we've done that research. And Can we I just know say how grateful
0: how grateful I am to all of you for your attention span. Uh, hanging out with us this whole time we love love you you so much we love your babies
1: yes and And, uh and thanks for joining if you guys have any comments any questions anything you can always reach out to us you can text us at 702-466-1150 you can find us on facebook you can find us on instagram you can find us on tiktok find us on youtube um and we love you guys so much thank you so much for joining us and thanks for hanging out
0: thanks for loving your babies y'all